Jokan Ka. Mark Zuckerberg on Monday told ABC's George Stephanopoulos that protests of stay-at-home orders that violate state social distancing rules organized through his social media platform qualify as harmful misinformation and will be taken down. If somebody trying to organize something like that, does that qualify as harmful misinformation? We do classify that as harmful information and we take that down. At the same time, it's important that people can debate policies, so there's a line on this, you know, more than normal political discourse. I think a lot of the stuff that people are saying that is false around a health emergency like this can be classified as harmful information. Yaron Steinbuck. A black market has emerged in Russia for an antiviral HIV drug being tested around the world as a possible treatment for COVID-19. After reports from China that Kaletra was beneficial against the illness caused by the coronavirus, the Russian health ministry recommended it as a possible treatment, but then cautioned that its effectiveness was uncertain. Montana County demands people wear government-issued armbands to do business. Health Department issued a script to warn customers to flee, saying, You are violating our governor's and Valley County's health officers' orders. I am happy to shop for you with curbside delivery. I will get the items for you and bring them to your car. If you don't cooperate, you will force me to call law enforcement. Valley County Health Officer's dubiously unconstitutional order can be seen on Facebook page. Christina Layla Don't accidentally kill someone, stay home. Oregon Public Service announcements are shaming people into staying home so they don't kill people amid the coronavirus outbreak. Stay Home, Save Lives campaign is a public-private partnership to communicate to Oregonians about how they can do their part to contain the spread of COVID-19. Jersey woman who helped organize and film a protest in the state capital of Trenton against Governor Phil Murphy's stay-at-home order was charged by state police with violating the emergency decrees. A video taken by a woman who was live-streaming the protest on Facebook showed people driving by the state house honking their horns with American flags waving from their windows another holding signs and flags on the sidewalk in front of the building. A woman holding a megaphone could be seen among the relatively small crowd 
along with a group of masked New Jersey State Police Troopers that the woman filming kept panning over to during the course of a nearly 10 minute long video. Talk about the heavy hand of government. Take a look at some of the other enforcement actions taken in the Attorney General's name. The New York Police Department's COVID-19 Task Force issued 90 summonses for violations of the emergency orders and ordered seven non-essential businesses closed in enforcement actions yesterday. Jeffrey Hernandez, 32, of Patterson was charged on Wednesday with violating emergency orders that the car wash he owns. Her officers found employees washing cars by hand. Today's Bearing Arms, Cam and Co., we get into the details of a new lawsuit with the assistance of the Wisconsin Institute for Law and Liberty against Marquis County, Wisconsin Sheriff Joseph Conrath, and a deputy over the demand that a teenager delete an Instagram post about their coronavirus or face arrest. Rick and Angela Cahoon's teen daughter, Amia developed a severe respiratory illness in March after a spring break trip to Florida. After one visit to a local hospital, her symptoms worsened and she ended up at a hospital in Madison. Amaya tested negative for COVID-19 in Madison, but doctors told her that she likely had the virus but had missed the testing window. Amaya posted updates to Instagram about this experience, including a post after she returned from the hospital that she had beaten the coronavirus. Then on March 27th, a Marquette police uh, patrol, county patrol sergeant, was dispatched to the Cahoon's home to demand the Instagram post be removed or face arrest for disorderly conduct. The Instagram posts were removed after the threat from law enforcement. During the evening on March 27th, Defendant Patrol Sergeant Cameron Klump from the Marquette County Sheriff's Office came to Cahoon's home. Maya answered the door and Sergeant Klump said he needed to speak with her father. After McCoon came outside, Sergeant Klump explained that the school superintendent had complained to, def to Defendant Sheriff Joseph Conrath about one of Amaya's Instagram posts. Sergeant Klump showed Mr. Cahoon a screenshot of Amaya's third Instagram post. Sergeant Klump stated that he had direct orders from Sheriff Conrath to demand that Amaya delete this post and if she did not to cite Amaya and her parents for disorderly conduct and to start taking people to jail. Klump stated the sheriff wanted the post removed because there was no confirmed cases of the coronavirus in the county at that time. Too bad for the sheriff that Amaya Cahoon has the freedom of speech, even to say that she was recovering from the coronavirus without an official positive test result. Sheriff is not backing down. A 
Louisiana pastor released from jail plans to hold the evening service. Pastor Tony Spell is accused of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Members of Life Tabernacle Church in Central waited at the gate of the East Bat Baton Rouge Parish Prison with Pastor Tony Spell to be released. This just happened hours after his arrest. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and endowed by the Creator with certain inalienable rights. My rights to have church and to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ are endowed to me by my Creator, not my district attorney, not my chief of police, and not my governor, not my president, and not my department of justice. My inalienable rights are given to me by God, and those rights are my rights to assemble and have church. I cannot give up those rights. He concluded by saying he intends on preaching at his church Tuesday evening. Thank God for my church who stands with me today, he said. He was taken into custody Tuesday morning, April 21st. He is accused of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, Central Police Department says. He was booked into the East Baton Rouge Par Parish Prison and was released around noon. Initially requested for, for officers to meet him at his church, but Cochran declined, saying he wanted to avoid media showboating. Spell was told to turn himself in at the police station. The building was closed, so the arrest was made in the parking lot. At first, I thought he, Spell, was just turning around his bus and was going to pull away. But he, he just kept coming in reverse. video of the alleged incident shows the bus coming to a stop just short of where the protester was standing. I could see him spell driving the bus. He was honking his horn loudly at me, making gestures suggesting he was yelling while he was driving. It didn't seem real until he was physically in my face with the bus, said Bennett. There was also a second warrant out for the arrest of the person driving a white truck that appears to swerve off the road in a separate attempt to hit a protester standing on the road of the road near the church. And he and my truck was going very fast. He just pulled over at me and turned into the church. It was much faster than what Tony Spell was doing. And he drove the bus at me, said Bennett. Spell has been previously been, been charged with multiple misdemeanor counts of defying an order by Louisiana Governor John Edwards that prohibits gatherings of more than 10 people during the coronavirus outbreak. The man has been in front of my church driveway for three weeks now, Spelsing. He shoots people with same finger gestures and shouts vulgarities. Tim Kokata. Some analysts predict that multiple colleges and universities around the country will be forced to close their doors in the aftermath of the Chinese virus pandemic. Institutions will suffer in part due to the exorbitant cost of attending college in America in the present era. The cost of attending college has more than doubled since 71, even if you adjust 71's cost of attendance with inflation. These trends have only intensified in recent years. More building, more debt, higher, in higher tuition. Yet this happened in the face of declining enrollments, the report adds. 
Enrollments have fallen by 11% nationally over the eight past years, despite significant increases in the number of international students attending American colleges and universities. And that's not even factoring in the coming baby bust, a demographic dip that will likely intensify this trend over the coming decades. This would not be the first period in American history in which many institutions of higher education closed at once. For example, the Great Depression led to the closures of multiple colleges and universities. A.G. Barr says DOJ may go after governors who persist with strict lockdown rules. Anders Hagstrom. Bill Barr says his Justice Department may pursue legal action against governors who maintain strict lockdown rules after their coronavirus outbreak subsides. Barr has been vocal about some lockdown measures infringing on Americans' constitutional rights, including bans on attending church and purchasing firearms. President Trump's administration issued new guidelines last week for states to begin lifting their lockdown measures once they meet certain coronavirus milestones. We have to give businesses more freedom to operate in a way that's reasonably safe. To the extent that governors don't impinge on either civil rights or on the national commerce, our common market that we have here, then we'll have to address that. Barr said the federal government may weigh in to support any lawsuits against states they believe are pushing lockdown limits too far. One state that is likely to fit the bill is Michigan, where hundreds have flaunted distancing guidelines to protest at the state capitol, arguing Democratic Governor. Whitmere is abusing her authority. We're looking carefully at a number of these rules and we are being put into place. And if we think one goes too far, we initially try to jawbone the governors into rolling them back or adjusting them. And if we're not, and people bring lawsuits, we file state statements of interest and side with the plaintiffs. Most states have yet to meet the, the milestones. All of American society is engaged in mobilizing the war against the invisible enemy. It is clear that our strategy is working, and it's very strongly working, Trump said when he announced the phase reopening plan. The plan suggests that nationwide we have passed the peak of new cases. Hopefully that will continue, and we will continue to make great progress. AP. The secrecy surrounding executions could hinder efforts by a group of medical professionals who are asking the nation's death penalty states for medications used in lethal injections so they can go to coronavirus patients who are on ventilators, according to a death penalty expert and a doctor who's behind the request. In a letter sent this month to corrections departments, a group of seven pharmacists, public health experts, and intensive care unit doctors asked states with the death penalty to release any stockpiles they might have of execution drugs to healthcare facilities. Their stockpile could save the lives of hundreds of people. Though this may be a small fraction to the total anticipated deaths, it is a central ethical directive that medicine values every life. But it's unclear what drugs the states may have as they have tended to release information about execution protocols and drug supplies 
only through open record requests or lawsuits. Only one state, Wyoming, responded directly to the letter, and it indicated it doesn't have the drugs in question. I'm not trying to comment on the rightness or wrongness of capital punishment, said Dr. Ziva, one of the medical professionals who signed the letter. I'm asking now as a bedside clinician caring for patients, please help me. For one, for most people, the new coronavirus causes mild or moderate symptoms such as fever and coughs that clear up in two to three weeks. But for some, it can cause severe illness requiring them to be placed on ventilators to help them breathe. AP says some states contacted, including Alabama and Florida, didn't respond to inquiries about the letter. Others, including Arkansas, Texas, and Utah, limited their comment to mainly saying they don't have the medications in question. Tennessee wouldn't confirm whether it has the drugs and indicated it has no plans to give any medications to a hospital. Oklahoma said it hadn't received any requests for such medications from state hospitals. Operation COVID Crackdown Bust Predators Targeting Kids Home from School Joshua Miller 30 perverts targeting the surge of kids online because of school shutdowns were busted in Virginia's sting operation called Operation COVID Crackdown. Investigation led to the arrest of suspects ranging in age from 20 to 74, and it combined 68 felony charges including solicitation of a minor and attempted indecent liberties. The suspects, primarily from Virginia, though some live in Maryland and D.C., allegedly used online online platforms to strike up explicit conversations that eventually led to the solicitation of sex from investigators posing as children. Parents are urged to closely monitor their children's online activities and use available security settings to prevent the use of age-inappropriate sites or platforms, Fairfax County Police said.